The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Now, it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. Hello and welcome to the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Streaming at 680thefan.com. Get that fan mobile app. Driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online. For your next car, we're live from the Battery Atlanta. Home of the Braves. 680 the fan. And it's finally Friday. Woohoo! Finally Friday. Road Dogs on a road trip. He's somewhere over near the plains uh, of Auburn, getting ready for the game tomorrow. But DT showed up today. DT, what's going on? Oh, you know, Buck. You ready to put in a full day's work? I'm absolutely ready. I'm just hoping these Americans can turn this Ryder Cup around. Other than that, though, we're having a great Friday up here. Because it's Friday. Oh, yeah. We got yeah. A, we got one more seat, one more regular series. Uh for the Braves, we got a big weekend of football, Buck. There's no doubt. And the Americans are about to turn around this epic, uh, epic comeback from the from oh, the Americans yeah. in the well, Ryder Cup coming. You've up. got more confidence than the boys <laughs> at the coffee show. Yeah, if I say it enough, maybe it'll come true. So, did the locker room get out on time today? Uh, actually, yeah, relatively close. Oh, did they? So the only about 45 seconds late. All right. So the spanking yesterday uh, made a difference. We got him in line, Buck. All right. Well, let's get to the big take. Buck's Big Take. The Braves' amazing regular season is down to just three games. The 162-game marathon is almost over. And then it's on to the postseason, and hopefully for all Braves fans out in Braves country, another run to the World Series. Now, the early exit in the LDS last year still stings. Hate losing to the Phillies. But this time, the Braves' bye week will be different. During the five days of downtime, AA and Snit have decided to go with a new and improved plan. The Braves' preparation will be three intra-squad scrimmages on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And it's going to be open to the public. I like it. It'll be good versus good. Ones versus ones. Strider against Acuna. Elder against Riley. Iglesias against Olsen. Mano a mano, baby. I'm digging it. Simulated games instead of BP and infield. Hopefully, this plan will flip the script in the LDS, where the Braves are expecting, I'm sure, to see the lousy, stinking, 
hard-hitting Phillies. Now, does this plan guarantee a division series win? Well, of course not. There are no guarantees. But it sure sounds like it gives the Braves their best shot at advancing to the NLCS and then hopefully the World Series. Bring on the weak-ass Phillies. I like the plan, DT. This time we're going to go mano a mano. Intra-squad scrimmages during the five uh, down days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. What do you think? I absolutely love it, Buck. I'm with you. you got to stay sharp somehow. It's nice to get this rest, obviously, and nobody would choose to to play in these wild card best of threes because God knows what will happen in there. But, uh, yeah, a, a, a week and a half off almost, uh, or I, I guess basically a week, but the, the Braves have done a good job of staying sharp here in these games that you could argue, you know, didn't have as much to do since they've clinched, and uh, they've stayed pretty sharp here, Buck. Yeah. And I love inviting the fans out, free parking, uh, you know, get on the, uh, it's like an email or a list you got to get on. I think it's a great thing. Keep the fans involved. Keep the guys sharp. Should be a lot of fun. Now, how long will these games go? That's a great question. Well, it's because I, I, of the pitching. Uh, it depends on the pitch. Yeah, I don't. I don't imagine if they're tied, they yeah, won't go so into extra innings. Of five <laughs> innings, then we'll go five in, innings. If it's right seven there, innings, but. we'll go seven innings. Who if, doesn't want to see Rice Iglesias throw to Matt Olson or AJ Minter throwing throw to Austin Riley? That's great. All right, so we swept the Cubbies out of town. They're now out of the playoffs. If the playoffs started today, they would be done. And we have now clinched the home field advantage through the World Series. I mean, that's just the way we roll here. We've won six out of seven games. Oh, that was really nice. Cubs have lost 13 of 19. Talk about failing down the stretch. Good Lord. And how about Olsen, man? I mean, Olsen, uh, 54th home run. And now is the Braves' all-time season record holder for RBI in a season with 136. Past uh, Eddie Matthews, who set the record uh, 135 back in 1953. The Braves never lose! Kyle Wright last night, an audition. I think now Kyle Wright's going to make the postseason roster. He came back just in time. Yeah, I think that's been the plan. You know, moving him what, a couple of weeks ago, moving him out in the bullpen. I think it was clearly that was going to be his role here in the postseason. Yeah, and the way Elder's going, he might get a start. Mm-hmm. Iglesias looking good, closing out the game yesterday. Ten pitches, nine strikes to close it out. And that is fantastic. 32nd save of the season. He's now 32 of 36. Let me do the math. 88% conversion rate. Not bad. Not bad at all. In fact, that's really, really good. A little concerned about A.J. Mentor, though. He needs to get his act together, and he needs to get it together quick. Poor appearances in two of his last three. One inning, three hits, and a run yesterday. Uh, just a couple days ago, he had the appearance where he had the three walks and a hit batter. Four walks and a hit batter, something like that. It was really ugly. Anyway, let's hear from Olsen after the game last night talking about passing Eddie Matthews. You know, I think it's cool. Obviously, you know, some of those guys up there are people that I grew up watching, being a Braves guy and idolizing. So uh, I think when you are in the middle of the season, you don't really think about it too much. You just carry on. But, yeah, maybe uh, get in the off season and, and enjoy a beer over it. Tell you, again, Double A did such a great job when Freeman uh, – 
made the decision he's going to go play for the Dodgers, make the jump. Double A didn't hesitate, went out and got the one guy, the one guy in the world today that could come in and replace Freddie Freeman and fit in this Braves clubhouse. Matt Olson. Fabulous. Let's hear from Snit talking about Olson and the season that he's had. I mean, you're talking about some big-time Hall of Fame players that played here over the years and some really, really big-time guys that came through here just for a couple of years at a time. And that's quite an accomplishment. You know, you're talking about Eddie Matthews and Hank Aaron and Chipper, Andrew, Bobby. I mean, there's some heavy hitters that Gary Sheffield (laughs) put on this uniform and, and played a year, you know. So I think it's just it's phenomenal. Boy, that was a laser Olsen hit in the game yesterday. Let's hear from Snit talking about Kyle Wright looking good lately. Kyle's, for where he's at right now and all, he's kind of making it work. I mean, you know, he's keeping the ball down. You know, he's, he's the breaking ball's pretty good. You know, his velocity's not what it's been, but really you look at it and, it, you know, we didn't have enough really time. That's what, one of the reasons why we do spring training and all is, you know, it's as you build up. And But I think he's, you know, it's, it's just every... When he comes in tomorrow, we'll see how he feels. I mean, really. and But, I, I mean, that's pretty good, what I saw right there. And it's a good hitting club he's facing. and um, But just keeping the ball down, breaking stuff's really good, sinker. But, you know, it's it's just pretty good. Yeah, I wouldn't, give, I wouldn't have given you a dollar a month ago that Kyle Wright was going to be on the postseason roster. Absolutely, Buck. No, uh, he's going to be on there, man. You can go ahead and pencil it's him in. It's gravy. You know, it's gravy what you're getting Kyle, from Kyle Wright because it was tough to uh, to count on him. Uh, but I, you heard Snit at the beginning of that say, for where he is, he's done a really good job. So, yeah, I mean, the guy hasn't had a proper build up and didn't get spring training, as, as he mentioned. But he's making it work. Yeah, and we're all over the Braves as we uh, get ready to head into the postseason. 680 the Fan and Terrapins lost uh, Bravo's beer this Wednesday. It's uh, coming up next week. Uh, we're going to broadcast live all day from Hooters on Carb Parkway at Cumberland for the start of baseball's postseason. And we're going to be live with uh, Cellini and Domino, Chuck and Chernoff, 643 with Dylan and Wiley, 680 promo team with giveaways throughout the day, including a pair of postseason Baseball tickets, so join us at Hooters on Cobb Parkway. This is sort of a tradition for us at 680 The Fan. You're home for the postseason this coming Wednesday from 11 to 8 p.m. The postseason starts at Hooters. All right, let's get to the picks of the week. (laughs) I love that look you gave me. Like, uh, wait, what? (laughs) I, I wish I had production for the Buck Baloo's Picks of the Week. Yeah, can you get that done for us? Right. I'm going to assign that to you. Can you get that done for Make it a little more exciting for us. I thought that was pretty exciting, but all right. Yeah, okay, Picks of the Week. four and Record uh, four and five on the season. We're going three picks every week. Uh, most of the time we're looking at two out of college football, one out of the NFL. So I'm four for five against the spread, two and one last week. So we're looking to continue our winning ways. If you listened to the show yesterday, you heard me say that Georgia was going to put a beating on Auburn at Jordan-Hare Stadium. Georgia, a 14-point favorite at a minimum. I've got Georgia winning this game, say, 27-6. to Defense is going to shut them down. How about them 
Oh, yeah, that, that, you tell them, Kirby. And then I've got LSU. I'm going to give up the two and a half in Oxford as they go play Ole Miss. LSU learned some important lessons in that beatdown they took to Florida State in the season opening game. Uh, Ole Miss coming off a loss, and I'm sure Kiffin's going to have them ready to play well. But LSU with a lot more talent. Look for LSU to cover the two-and-a-half-point spread. I got this one like 31-27. LSU coming away with a win. NFL, I'm going to go Jaguars minus the three against our Falcons over in London. Spoken about it this week. (laughs) Art, I don't take pleasure in in doing that, but uh, looking for the Jags to come out victorious and cover that three-point spread. And there are uh, Buck Belusio picks of the week. Wow. Yeah, so there you go with that. DT, you're distracted. You keep looking over at the monitor, looking at the Ryder Cup. Nothing's going to change here. <laughs> A lot going on, Buck, yeah. I mean, my goodness. No, and- we got one match in hand, it looks like, I think, even though the Europeans have one match in hand. Yeah, well, maybe we can turn it around. We'll get to it as we uh, come back on the other side. We'll dive into the Ryder Cup. I think we'll be the only show really diving uh, into that. Bounce around the college football scene, getting you ready for Saturday. Auburn is going to do something amazing that only the Gators would have done previously. Auburn's going to give it a shot. We'll see if it's going to help. We'll talk about it. Glad you're with me. Buck Belusio here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Show on the fans, 680 and 93.7. Happy Friday, everybody. 10 o'clock hour on the fan. Sponsored by Dupree Plumbing. Go with the plumber I trust and score $50 off your next plumbing service. Hey, isn't that Tim McGraw? You know it, Buck. Tim McGraw, man, superstar. Hey, you want a shot to go see McGraw? State Farm Arena, June 14th. Call in right now, 404-231-1680, the number. Tickets on sale today. Today, LiveNation.com. If you don't win them right now at 404-231-1680. We'll take the fourth caller. You can get your ticket at LiveNation.com. June 14th, State Farm Arena. All right, let's see what's popping out there. Let's find out what's popping. Yeah, the Ryder Cup's popping. And you've been hearing the updates. I'm going to go a little deeper than what the updates can can do in that short period of time that they have. Uh, European team dominated Team USA this morning in foursomes. 
They swept us four to nothing. And it wasn't even close in two of the matches. In fact, uh, we went down four and three in two of the four matches this morning. Four and three, you're wondering. Uh, they're up four with three holes to play. We never had a lead in any of the foursomes, in any of the four matches. Number one player in the world, new putting coach this week. It didn't help. Scheffler and Sam Burns went down to Rahm and Hatton. Homa and Brian Harmon go down to Hovland and Aberg, four and three. Fowler and Morikawa lose to Shane Lowry and Sepp Strzok, two and one. Shoffley and Cantlay go down to Rory and Fleetwood, two and one. Zach Johnson uh, electing to sit Brooks Kepka, Jordan Spieth, and Justin Thomas in those foursome matches, which is for foursomes is alternate shot. And Zach Johnson, his philosophy is, well, we can't play all the players in every session. And I understand why I sat down Justin Thomas. Lord, I had a better season than Thomas did this year. But Kepka and Spieth? What are you doing, Zach? What are you doing? So we got the four ball going on right now. And let's see here. We got uh, Spieth and Thomas are up two, two up on Hovland and Hatton. Match two is tied with Scheffler and Kepka together, taking on Rom, Hogard. And let's see, we're one up. Homa and Clark are one up on Rose and McIntyre. And how about Rory and Matthew Fitzpatrick? They are blowing the doors off. Morikawa and Shafley, they're up six. Six up through seven. <laughs> Talk about a whooping. My goodness. This thing may not get to the singles on Sunday. No, Buck, we're holding out hope. We might have to forfeit. I like our chances of maybe getting to 5-3 in favor of Europe by the end of the day, and then you got a shot tomorrow. Now, if, if they're, down, they're down 6-2. did six, a great two. job uh, deciding they were going to go with foursomes to get it started. They swept earlier this morning. Because Europeans in Europe since 93, the Europeans have dominated us in foursomes. And they, they've done it again today. Hey, our uh, 44th Ryder Cup coverage here on The Fan is brought to you by the PGA Tour Superstore, Cliggy's Golf Carts, and Top Dressing. Dot com And uh, while I'm talking golf, man, get the green card. 14th annual green card is back. Six of the area's top courses for one low price of $199. It's $470 value. Buy yours right now. They're running out. You might want to jump on it. On sale now at 680thefan.com. And that is that. So let's talk a little college football. Got DT on the phone right now. Guess we've got a winner. Here's your Ryder Cup coverage on the Did I hear you wanted today. to talk college football now, Bob? Yeah, let's talk college football.
Man, I'm knocking these reeds off today on the show. Got it going on, man. Uh, college football. Hey, did you hear what Auburn's going to do? Auburn is going all orange against Georgia tomorrow. All orange. Auburn. Orange hats, orange jerseys, orange pants, orange socks, orange shoes. They're going all orange. What if all the Tiger fans are showing up in all orange? I don't think I got anything orange. I don't have one piece of clothing that's orange. Yeah, this brings back some memories of our 1980 national championship team where we had to go to Auburn at the end of the year, win at Jordan-Hare to clinch the SEC and go to the Sugar Bowl with a shot to win the national championship. So it's a huge game. So we go out and warm up. And after warm-ups, we head back to the locker room. And Coach Dooley did something unusual. He called the entire team to huddle up, and he spoke with us, which was uh, a little unusual because this happened as soon as we got back into the locker room. And Coach Dooley told us, he said, he didn't want us to be alarmed, but that he had found out that Auburn was going to switch from the blue jerseys to the orange jerseys. And he didn't want us to be alarmed that he had uh, caught word of this. Didn't want us to be shocked when we came back out for opening kickoff and Auburn came running out in the orange jerseys. And when he told us this, we had one of our Offensive lineman Jeff Harper, as soon as Coach Dooley got those words out of his mouth, Harper in the back uh, yells out, he says, I don't give a blankety blank if, if they wear a combination of the orange or the blue jerseys, we're still going to kick their blankety blank. And everybody in there stood up and cheered. As if changing jerseys was going to help you play better? Never really understood that. We went out and kicked their butts, too. Switching jerseys, that didn't do anything for them. Jeff Harper had it right. We're still going to kick their butts. Good job, Harper. Love Jeff Harper. All right, let's go to the uh, Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Bring on our truest Georgia Tech insider and a member of the 680 The Fan team all over the Yellow Jacket program. Wiley, thanks for taking time to join us today. Yeah, Buck. Happy to be here, man. Hey, uh, let's start with a big picture here for Georgia Tech. I thought that was a, a season-changing win last week. One of the, you know, you hear the term swing games. I thought that happened a week ago, the way Tech went out and played. Buck, I think you're spot on. I mean, you, you look at the schedule, and, and look, the goal for this team, of course, you know, at least external, you know, from people observing the program, they haven't said this internally, but you want to try and make a bowl, right? It's been a couple of years since Tech has had a chance to play in the postseason. And so as you look at the schedule, you know, you, I think the math suggested you wanted to be 3-2 and two by the time you got to October, which meant 
Schmidt beating South Carolina State, obviously beating Bowling Green this weekend, assuming they take care of that. And then you had to either beat Louisville, which, you know, was a game they, they potentially, you know, had in hand there at halftime, couldn't close it out. Going out against Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss was going to be a tough assignment. So you, your last chance to get that win this month was against Wake Forest, a team that, quite honestly, behind Clemson is probably the, the best, has been the best team in the league over the last four to five years combined. And, Buck, I think the most encouraging part for Georgia Tech was the offense has been consistent. It seems like the last, you know, three or four games have been putting up some points, you know, week in, week out. The defense had really struggled to create negative plays and, and, and big plays, momentum plays. And, man, they had eight sacks, five turnovers. We hadn't seen that from that Georgia Tech defense until this past Saturday. What, uh, you know, the one thing I couldn't wait to see, I was looking forward to seeing uh, this year, was Buster Faulkner comes over from Georgia as an offensive analyst, and he takes over the offensive coordinator's job on the new staff. Couldn't wait to see what he was going to do schematically for Georgia Tech on offense. What's been your impressions of what Faulkner is doing? I'm seeing balance. They can run it. They can throw it. It's been pretty impressive from where I'm sitting. Oh, I, I completely agree, Buck. And I, look, I think, to be honest with you, a big part of that success beyond Buster Faulkner is having Haynes King. I mean, you're looking at a guy who's, you know, statistically, you know, tied for first in the ACC in touchdown passes. He's second in the conference in passing yards. And he's also got some mobility to him. So I think anytime you have a quarterback who, you know, A, makes good decisions and B, can escape some pass rush, it puts you in a good position to be successful. And the other thing I've loved to see is, the distribution of the football you know it's been a bunch of different guys involved and you know I, I was looking at this the other day but the tight ends have combined for eight catches this year okay including including red cedar or uh, cider seven of those eight catches have been either touchdowns or for first downs on third down plays so again i love that they've gotten a tight end involved i think if you look at a lot of uh, georgia tech fans the last few years that they would like to have seen the tight end play a bigger role and I think that, to me, has added another element to this offense that hasn't been in the last few years. Yeah, Air Raid is his background, Faulkner. And uh, obviously with Todd Munkin over the last couple of years, this is a blend of, of several schemes, is it not? Oh, 100%. 100%. And, and again, I think you've seen it you know, showcased in the, in the running game as well. I think Jamal Haynes has, has been a fun piece that allows him to be creative and how they want to try and get him the ball. And, and, again, I just go back to they've, they've got, A, an offensive line that's performing better than it has in the past number of years, and, and Haynes King has been a real difference maker. I mean, we, look, we know Jeff Sims, tons of talent, really struggled to take care of the football and struggled to be on the field, too, with some injury issues. I think Haynes King has been a, a game-changer for this program offensively. All right, so Tech takes on Bowling Green. Toe meets Leather, 330 here in downtown Atlanta. Tech a 22-point favorite. Looking for Tech to punch the clock and get them a win in this one. Busting out the ghost uniforms, I see. Yeah, yeah, they are. It's got a little bit of that uh, that black watch theme there from, from the 1984-1985 teams. And, you know, I think it, it's something Adidas wanted to do across a lot of different schools. In fact, they'll be, uh, when they face Miami in a couple weeks down in South Florida, Miami will be wearing their ghost uniforms. So, look, I mean, I, I, I obviously heard your comments earlier when it comes to Auburn's uniform change back in 1980. And you see, I think you and I are both on the same page that, look, if nothing else, it's, it's entertaining for the fans. I'm not sure it's going to help them play any better or any differently. Um, but no, it's 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 nice to you know acknowledge some history, and I think you know with, with Brent Key as an alum, he's got uh, a, a soft spot for that as well. 
I'm really impressed with Brent Key. Uh, and he impressed me a year ago when he took over for Jeff Collins and went 4-4 four and four the rest of the year. This guy's a... Uh, he's an outstanding young football coach that has been around some uh, outstanding coaches. And I tell you what, Tech, uh, does the fan base, have they jumped on board right now? Do they understand they've got a guy that's a winner? Oh, I think I think the majority of people, after last, after last Saturday, because I think, okay, walking away from the 2022 season, Buck, everyone was fired up, you know, wins over Virginia Tech in Blacksburg, went over Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh, beat North Carolina, who at that time had just one loss, and that was, you know, week 11 of the football season. I think everyone was excited. The only people I felt like were cautious, you know, their argument was, well, I want to see if this is actually something they can sustain into a new season. They felt like, look, it was such a – uh, an emotional period for the program with changes at the AD spot and and the head coach with Jeff Collins being dismissed. They felt like, well, they, is this running on emotion? Is this kind of this, you know, they, they caught lightning in the bottle with this? And then I think seeing this now 12 months later and, and proof of concept in beating Wake Forest, I think Georgia Tech fans have fully embraced Brent Key, especially after getting that big win uh, last Saturday. And, you know, I, I've been telling a number of Georgia Tech people, like, you know, you get this win on Saturday against Bowling Green, you know, next week against Miami, that'll be probably one of the, the, the most uh, excited or I should say juiciest games Georgia Tech football has played in the month of October and beyond in quite some time. So I think there's just an excitement of, hey, you know, we're capable of competing and, and, and pulling off some upsets where, you know, that, that had been something that was missing from Georgia Tech the last few years. Wiley, uh, great to have you a member of the 680 team. Keep up the great work with both Tech and the Braves, man. Keep up uh, the great job. Thanks for coming on today, brother. Well, Buck, I appreciate it. And just, you know, I'm just counting on the Braves going uh, going all the way to the World Series so I can, I can get a few extra paychecks in there. So I appreciate you guys having me around. Thanks, buddy. We appreciate it. Thanks. Wiley yeah, Ballard, buddy. man, he's all over this Tech program. Yes, sir. Let's get to the roundtable. Proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25, 20, 45, 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Georgia Pack and Load, Finley Roofing, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. The Bulldogs taking on Auburn. They're going to be an all-orange. How many points is that worth, you think? Uh, in Vegas, it's usually four to five. Yeah. Even bi- even bigger than home field advantage. But. Wow. Yeah, without those, uh, yeah, the Tigers would be like 24-point underdogs. But luckily, they're pulling out the uh, the jerseys. going to hopefully keep them in it. Well, I hope they don't turn the hose on the Georgia fans celebrating late in the game. You know, after uh, doing some film study, video analysis of what we're looking at, what George is looking at at Auburn in this game tomorrow uh, over at Jordan-Hare Stadium, I came away convinced that we're going to see George's most complete game this season. We've had three exhibition games and an SEC game against South Carolina. And Kirby and his coaching staff, they've been busy. Uh, Glenn Schumann, Muschamp over on that defensive side, and Bobo running the offense. They have played a ton of players in these first four games. And uh, Kirby Smart's philosophy on that, I think, is a winner. 
because we're going to empty the bench. We're going to play everybody we've got. Instead of winning 60 to 7, we, we might win 35 to 7. And we're going to do that because we want these young guys getting some experience and having an opportunity to play so they're less likely to enter the transfer portal. Thank you, Buck. <laughs> uh, Auburn, You're right, though, Buck. There's something to that. It's, it's, nowadays, these kids, if they don't, they're not getting enough playing time well, the first few weeks. Hey, where can I go? And well, the, the only difference, job. I think players have always thought that. But, but now, now, it's, now it's easy to do it. Now <laughs> they have an opportunity to pull the trigger on that and move on. You know, I don't get to play. I only get four or five years to do this. Then I'm going to go find somewhere where I can go play. Nobody wants to ride the bench and watch somebody else play. But on video, I noticed uh, looking at the Auburn defense, their front seven uh, appeared to be a little soft against the run. And they were soft on the edge, too. I saw some cornerbacks didn't want to come up and tackle. So if I saw it, I know Mike Bopo's seen it. Man, I'm expecting Dajan Edwards to go out and have a big game in this game. George is going to run the ball successfully against this Auburn defense. I look for Edwards to have a big, big game. This offensive line is going to bully Auburn around. And when they load up to try to slow down the run, it's going to be too late. And that's when Beck and Bowers and the receivers are going to hit some of these explosive plays in the passing game. Buck, on the other side, I'm sure you'll get to it. I just don't like Auburn's chances really. Scoring a lot of points in this game, frankly. Well, look, in defense, uh, it's been Georgia's thing the last two years. They, you know, in this uh, back-to-back national championship run, this defense has uh, sort of led the way. I mean, they, they look like the best defense in college football over the last two seasons. This year, there's been a little bit of a slide. But I, I believe it to be, it's not about the personnel or the coaching, but it's the fact that they've they've emptied the bench. Last week against UAB, they had 30 guys get a tackle. 30. So they're playing a ton of dudes. Well, against Auburn, you're going to see the ones. You're going to see the starters play the majority of the game. And you look at Auburn right now, one-dimensional. They're only uh, running the football su- uh, successfully. Their passing game's the worst. In the SEC, uh, the dogs going to shut down that Auburn run game. And with Auburn's inability to throw the ball, you're going to see Malachi Starks, Javon Bullard, maybe Dan Jackson, whoever it is, down there in that box. Well, I hope Bullard's back in there. Yeah, I sure hope so. But, but whoever's playing safety, uh, there's going to be one of them down there in the box a lot. You're going to see a lot of single high, and uh, they're going to make Auburn at least try to throw it. And then the other thing, too, they're playing multiple quarterbacks. you got the thrower and the runner. So you're basically tipping the defense on what you're going to do by what quarterback's on the field. The only way Auburn is able to keep this game close is if Georgia turns the ball over multiple times, three, four times in the game. And Carson Beck's been really good with his decision-making. He's not putting the ball in harm's way. If it's a tight window, he's checking the ball down quickly. He's not holding the ball back in the pocket, taking a lot of sacks. Hey, the only way Auburn keeps us close is if Georgia's busy turning the ball over. And I wouldn't be surprised on the punts. They had two fumbles on the punt returns last week. Kirby might just say, okay, we're just not even going to try to return it. Auburn, by the way, 15 of their 22 starters on offense and defense are transfers. So I think that's another challenge that Auburn has. They're in transition. Georgia, one of the top teams in college football.
Uh, I meant to mention this a few moments ago after Wiley uh, came on. Georgia Tech, hell of a block party driven by Hyundai. Uh, coming up tomorrow, North Avenue. Uh, join us for a free block party. The fun starts at 11.30 a.m. It runs to kickoff. You got live music from country music superstar Chris Jansen. Merch vendors, food and, and beer concessions. The team and band have the walkthrough into Bobby Dodge Stadium. Plus, the fans' college football today, driven by Hyundai, will be live from the block party. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Admissions free. Everyone welcome to come to the first ever hell of a block party driven by Hyundai in front of Bobby Dodd Stadium. For more information, go to ramblingwreck.com. All right, coming back on the other side, a big announcement we'll make and an apology. It's the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. show here on the fan and word is Auburn's not wearing orange fake news well they're going to lose those points in Vegas I guess that's what it is I mean are they going to bust out the traditional blues and then change prior to kickoff just going to wear the blue is it the orange think the Georgia team will be distracted on what color jerseys Auburn's wearing they don't, they're not worried about who's playing quarterback. They're worried about I mean, what, I tell what you what, I'd love to hear Kirby Smart in there talking about, <laughs> okay, if you're worried about what color jerseys Auburn's going to wear, then I need you to leave our locker room immediately. You know, whether this jersey thing is, is all about, you know, just uh, having some fun with the youngsters. This generation, they, they get off on this kind of stuff, all right? What, yeah, man, what uniform are we going to wear today? We see it in travel baseball. Dude, we had about 15 different uniforms. You see it in high school football, man. I mean, you, you got these high school teams. I mean, we had, like, the home uniform and the road uniform. And that was, that was a couple years ago. Uh, you know, okay, I'll, I'll give you that. But I didn't, these I didn't days, play that man, long, we got... We got eight jerseys and, and five pair of pants. And I tell you what, my youngest son has the hardest time trying to keep it all straight. Speaking of high school football, uh, we got Friday night football here on Extra 106.3 tonight. Got Roswell High playing Blessed Trinity in our Friday night football game of the week. Stick around after the game or if you're going, uh, going out to see another high school football 
game. You can check us out afterwards for the Georgia High School Scoreboard Show. Get scores and updates from around the state of Georgia. Friday night football game of the week and the Georgia High School Scoreboard Show are presented by Johnny's New York Style Pizza, WNB Factory, Piedmont Urgent Care, and Fox 5 Atlanta. It's time for the Buck Blue High School Player of the Week shout-out. Yeah, so our Player of the Week for week number six, which was last Friday night, North Cobb senior running back, David Easy Omume. Ozama May. I think you nailed it. <laughs> he's all right. Uh, chances are he's not from around. He's not from South Georgia. Buck, I did that game. This kid's a beast. 27 carries, 326 yards. Only 98 in the first half, by the way. He went nuts in the second half. Four touchdowns. He's, he's rumbled for th- for 900 yards in basically the past three games. Scored four times yesterday, seven times in the past two weeks. That was unreal. 42-27 to 27 win over Milton. Who our team, South Forsyth, gets next Thursday night. Next Milton? week. Yeah, we get Milton. So we're hoping they have not fixed their run defense yet. You know, the, he's, he's going to Clemson. This, right. this kid, yeah. is he's special. He is a special young man. A phenomenal running back that could not be stopped. So... Our high school football player of the week, North Cobb senior running back, David Izamame. Awesome. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers, keeping Georgia green since 1955. And want to thank Awards Atlanta owner Scott Marney and Chuck Lasowski or providing us with the plaques that we are presenting or will present to these high school football players for Player of the Week at awardsatlanta.com, 404-634-5009, awardsatlanta.com. We appreciate them very much. All right, got now time for the apology. Want to apologize to Georgia State and their head coach, Sean Elliott. Recorded an interview with Coach Elliott yesterday after the show and had plans to play that interview on the show today. We had some technical difficulties that did not allow us to replay the interview. So I know the Panthers were uh, anxious to hear Elliott on the air. I was too. I thought it was an outstanding interview, but sometimes these things happen. And uh, hopefully, maybe we can get him on down the road. So I hope they'll uh, forgive us for that. All right, that's going to do it for my show this week. We're going to load up and go to Starkville, see Alabama and Mississippi State. Visit my daughter, who's going to school at in Starkville at Mississippi Roll State. So it uh, should be a fun weekend. Look forward to talking about it next week. A great weekend, everybody. Thank you, Buck. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. 
or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.